First of all, I want to wish you all a very happy Easter and great blessings to you and your family on this beautiful day, a day of celebration. So let us rejoice gladly. And I just want to begin with the fact of the resurrection. Just to dispel any notion that this was a myth or some kind of idea that was cooked up or a legend, we have eyewitnesses in today's first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, the early history book of the church, chapter 10, we have the actual testimony of Peter. This is what Peter says. We are witnesses to all that he did both in Jerusalem and in Judea. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him up on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. There's concrete historical evidence that places the resurrection right in a time and a place. And we know it's Jerusalem, it's around 33 AD. Not some mythical time, once upon a time, but right there in eyewitness account. And there's a mountain of evidence because Jesus appeared to all of the apostles except for Judas in the upper room. In fact, he showed them his wounds and allowed the doubting Thomas to touch the wounds. We have the evidence of St. John who says in his gospel, this is the disciple who is bearing witness to these things and who has written these things and we know that his testimony is true. And then we have the magnificent account of St. Paul who encountered the risen Jesus on his road to Damascus where he was converted because he heard the risen Christ speak directly to him personally. And he writes this letter to the Corinthian church, his first letter, and in chapter 15, he cites a creed that testifies to the resurrection of Christ. Let me quote it for you. This is St. Paul speaking to his church. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Jesus Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and he appeared to Cephas, to the twelve, and to me. And then he says also to the five hundred witnesses who were still alive at the time. Now what's fantastic about that account is, first of all, St. Paul wrote that letter 20 years after the death of Christ, so in the early 50s AD. That's a very short span of time. But the creed that he is citing, he received earlier and gave it to his community. Now when did he receive it? The scholars believe he received it very early after his conversion. Because as soon as he was converted on the road to Damascus, he went to Damascus and he had met the apostles. That's where they think he received that creed, from the apostles. And scholars say that Paul was converted about two to three years after the death of Christ. So that places it way back. And that's the creed. And then the scholars say, well, the creed was actually developed 
within months of the resurrection. It took time for it to actually codified into a creed. So the, the evidence is very early. There's not enough time for a myth to develop. So that's the historical concrete evidence. This is an event, it's not a myth, it's historical, it's actual. Point number one. But secondly, what impact in our lives? And that's another question because yes, the resurrection can happen, but really, what does it matter? Is it just a description of what happened 2,000 years ago or maybe what will happen at the end of time or maybe when we die or is it an actual reality now in our lives? So let me submit that the resurrection has huge significance for humanity because prior to the resurrection, humanity was locked in a stranglehold by Satan himself. When Adam and Eve sinned and death entered into the world, Satan had control over that realm. And so humanity was in great fear. There was little hope of the resurrection that was unheard of, of the body anyway, maybe hints of it in Platonic philosophy of the soul eternally existing, but nothing about the resurrection of the body. So humanity was locked in this fear, gripped in this despair, which means that life did not have as much significance as it should have had. Because if there's little hope of the resurrection, then what we accomplish in our lives, really, let's face it, after 70, 80 or years when we die, eventually will be relegated to the ash heap of history. And within a few generations, who will ever remember anything that we've done? Completely lost, not even history, because it's not in any way remembered. All projects, relationships, strivings, joys, disappointments, all forgotten. The significance of life then is greatly diminished. As St. Paul said, if the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. But the resurrection did occur, and it changed everything. And that's what we're called to embrace. Now, our life has great significance, because everything we do, the good, the true, the beautiful, even down to the little details of our sacrifices for each other, for family and relationships, will transcend this life, will never be diminished or relegated to the ash heap. Everything will now take on infinite proportions. The relationships that we build in love with spouses, children, grandchildren, friends, are never lost. That's why Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy. He was referring to the good works that we do here and now in our life. What we do will be remembered by persons. I can think of three the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
because they are eternal persons and they know everything that we've ever done, they will remember those sacrifices we made, the love that we showed, the forgiveness that we extended. The angels who have this magnificent intellect and arguably the saints who have been given a glorified state in heaven will remember, which is why we're here. We want to thank God for what Jesus has accomplished now. Easter is an active verb, not a noun, not a definition. It's active in our lives. The stone has been rolled away. It represents the obstacles that kept us in our tombs. And I don't mean just physically, but psychologically. The fear, the despair, all that now has been rolled away. So how do we respond? Believe and act as if eternal life is real, because it is. It begins now. Order your life and loves as if they have great meaning, because they do have great meaning, because of the resurrection. Death is not the end. Love has the last word, and God is love. And this resurrected light begins for us in baptism. That's why Jesus instituted this sacrament, so that the waters of new life would be poured over our head and the Holy Spirit would be brought into us. And that's the active verb. I'm explaining this active principle of the resurrected life now is instilled in us through the sacrament of baptism. And we're part of the whole history of salvation. So last night we had all those readings from the Old Testament, the whole history of salvation from Adam and Eve to Christ. But we take our place in that history because it's ongoing. It's still not finished, and we have an important role, no less than the saints of old, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, great saints. But we have our own place to play. In fact, we have been summoned to take our role in salvation history. And now we begin seven weeks of Easter, celebration. If you come to Mass, you will recognize the first reading recounts the early church and how the resurrection changed everything for them, how everything was now active. St. Peter, who had previously denied Christ, was actively preaching so powerfully that he converted thousands we hear how the church grew outward from Jerusalem to Samaria to the ends of the earth because of the active Easter principle at work in those apostles. And now we are part of that process as well. May we be the best of witnesses because of the resurrected Christ that we are going to receive in the Eucharist. The Eucharist that we receive is the resurrected body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. May we add our own distinctive mark in this unique journey of salvation history so that we can take our place eternally with all the saints glorifying the most blessed Holy Trinity forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia.